Hello, and welcome to Rules and Rolls, a tabletop RPG podcast in two parts. This episode, we're in that second part after we played the game Neon and Chrome, uh, it, which is a hack of lasers and feelings that deals all about, uh, you know, cyberpunk shit. Uh, we went uh, far into the future and deep into like the dark recesses of a cyberpunk city uh, with an unusual person at the helm. Uh, but before we get into that, let's introduce all of the uh, uh, psychopump agents on the table today. We'll start with Gray. Hi, I'm Gray Schwartz. My pronouns are they, them. And you can find me on Twitter at Schwartzy7, S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z-I-E and the number seven. We've also got Drew. Yo, I'm Drew Davenport. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Davenporter. And there's Ashley. Hi, I'm Ashley. My pronouns are she, they, and you can find me on Twitter at Hidden Hag. Uh, and I'm Chase. Uh, pronouns he, him. You can find me on Twitter at Chase Writes. Uh, and while you're there, why not follow the show? We're at Rules Rolls Pod. Uh, and if you like what we do, you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email. Uh, that's rulesandrollspod at gmail.com. So yeah, so we played Neon and Chrome this time, and we're going to discuss our our play session. So if you haven't listened to that, we recommend that you go back and do so. It was a really good time. Uh, we had Drew GMing for the first time in the show's history, and yeah. he did a fantastic job. We all loved it. Uh, he was very worried, but it turned out really well. So yeah, go and check that out if you haven't. But if... Uh, you know, if you don't want to, that's totally cool. We're going to talk about our feelings. This will be a discussion episode. So it's a little bit more conversational and light. Um, so in the interest of keeping you in the hot seat, Drew, I'm going to turn the discussion over to you. You have the reins, bud. You can do whatever the hell you want. Uh, 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 okay. Uh, on five, what's your impressions of me as a person? Go, 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 go. No. Um. That's the one thing you can't do is just immediately have a meltdown. Uh, 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 um, so the game. All right, let's talk about the murder clowns. Now, um, hi. Please, y'all. actually, we, I would love no, to. No, we will. We will. <laughs> we will. I've, I see, I, I've broken my, my questions down. We'll get there, though. Um, <laughs> hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, listeners. I hope you like the 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 neon and chrome session and uh, game players. I hope you liked it too. So, I have a couple questions. Ba bum bum. Uh, Chase, you can edit this any way you like to make me not sound like I'm yelling at people off the street. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll try to make you not sound like Billy Eichner with a mic. Hey, you. <laughs> hey. Um- Get over here. Name a, woman. Good. Name a woman. Any woman. Go. <laughs> uh, well, I got to scratch a couple <laughs> questions out if you guys are kidding me. <laughs> um, all right. All right. All right. We got to get it done. Let's go. Whoa, whoa. All right. Um, first question. Have any of you guys played Lasers and Feelings? No. Nope. No. I have not. All right. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've read through the PDF. That, that's something that... I don't know if I've talked about before on this show, uh, but long before I came up with reason, this show as a reason just to play more tabletop RPGs, I would just read through the books. One, because uh, uh, I'm a friendless nerd. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And um, also, it's like it's a good way to like learn how these things are designed. So if you're someone who's interested in actually developing games or like, you know, just learning systems to see how other people like do it and something that is not just like d20 based games like reading through these pdfs are a good way to do it and so that i came across lasers and feelings that way yeah i had i've heard of it before but um i 
uh, it was actually the um, the Adventure Zone did a game of Lasers and Feelings for one of their live shows. Um, and so I listened to that and very much enjoyed it. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely know, like, before going into this, I knew, like, the concept of Lasers and Feelings in terms of, like, how we had Neon and Chrome, you know. I knew basically like how to play, so to speak. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's like my only introduction into um, lasers and feelings. I didn't have any of that. <laughs> <laughs> None. Um, but it was very, very easy to pick up on. Um, I'm not sure how much of what's in this is lasers and feelings and how much is hacked, uh, but it was super easy to pick up on how to play. As far as I understand, it's a pretty straight hack with just like, you know, a couple of things added in and more of like a, a, a vibe change. Yeah, yeah. you know, a a, a a thematic skin on top of the mm-hmm. experience with a yeah. couple of extra stuff, which I mean, we'll get to it, but we can talk about that more. But it's I think that's very much also a strength of lasers and feelings because isn't laser and feelings. It's more like space, right? That's like space yeah. opera. Yeah, because it was, it was to... based on Star Trek. Was mm-hmm. it? Or like it pulled no. a lot from Star Trek. Oh, right. Okay. So Which got- is kind of get yeah, it gets you to that synthesis of like interpersonal interactions as well as like some kooky space tech. Oh uh, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I've I've only heard it on the Adventure Zone. I did hear. Does this game have? Does Lasers and Feelings have anything connected to Carly Rae Jepsen, or is there a hack of it that has something <laughs> to do with it? There is that, a hack. of That's it. what it is. Um, okay. Why didn't we play that? <laughs> I've only heard about it. I don't even know what it's called. Great. We have this podcast where we play a different game. <laughs> um, we can also play that. Uh, what's it called? Is it something? Well, now I need to look it up. It's like gonna... Oh, it's something. No, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. Take a Google break. Carly Fucking... Rae Jepsen, Lasers and Feelings Hack. Fucking... It's called Boy Problems. Boy Problems. There you go. Well, next time someone wants to someone... and there's another there's another one called blackheart Ooh, dang uh which it says is a carly ray jepson themed cultist tabletop oh <laughs> oh hey the boy problems I... one is a heist theme we might have found our next game okay <laughs> all right um i have a question because i mean I, I don't i just realized this have we played a hack before uh, I'm um, trying to think. Uh, Mutants in the Night was a yeah. Hack. Mutants in the Night. Mutants in the Night. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, like that last one we did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, and gosh, I maybe this is a good time because I can't remember if we did with Mutants in the Night. If you are someone who's coming to this podcast by way of more popular systems like Pathfinder, D and D, the Star Wars RPG, and that sort of stuff, you might fi- be hearing us say hack and be like, "What the hell are they talking about?" <laughs> and hack is just common parlance within like RPG spaces online. Whenever you take a system and then just like use the as many or as little of the base rules, but you normally use it as a foundation in which you build another game that is similar in play style, but often goes off in like really interesting new directions, whether with it, that theming or with some other like core mechanic or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess that is important. Thank you for explaining that. I don't know if everyone knows that. Um, All right. Well, that's cool. I'm glad that it's not our first uh, hack, though. I for a second there, I, I completely forgot that Mutants in the Night's a hack of Blade in the Dark. Um, but uh, Orion's power. I know, right? Uh, 
we'll get back there someday if there's ever a Patreon. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, next question from old Drew. Compared to the other rules light games we played, how does uh, Neon Chrome hold up? Because it's super rules light, I think. And that was very nice. Yeah, it's not the most rules light game we played. That's uh, true. Anne's game might might have been the most rules light. <laughs> Uh, that's and if you're listening, that it's not a knock against your game. Um, rules like games are fantastic. I really like them. Um, She's got a new one too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah go check out Anne's games. Um, go back in her back catalog. Listen to that episode where we plug <laughs> Anne's stuff. That way, we both get a little bit of that co- that social capital. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, um, I mean, yeah. Listen, I love. Um, I'm a really big fan of RPG games that keep it light, keep it to one page and neon and Chrome, both lasers and feelings and neon and Chrome are what you would consider a one page RPG, but give you enough where if you wanted to say, spin this off into a several, like a season of an, of a, of a tabletop for your group where you do anywhere between like say five to 10 uh, sessions. I think just on its own neon and Chrome has enough rules and enough like world building, like crunchy stuff to keep you interested and engaged both on a character level as well as like a like a mechanics level as well as like a narrative level through all of those sessions where some of some of some games that we've considered and some games that we played are more like and I again I don't say this in any sort of derogatory sense a party game Mm. sort of like fiasco is right where it's like you have a bunch of people you have a few hours and some beer to burn and you're like what do you want to do let's do something fun and you can use it as a party game neon and chrome kind of hits this ground that's a little bit more than that but it is not a 40 page printed book either yeah yeah this is for sure like if you have some people who are wanting to play an rpg and Uh you're going into it like let us do some role playing yeah Mm -hmm. um it's good but it's not something that i think you could bust out and be like okay amid other party games let's try this Mm -hmm. um it's not crash crash pandas (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) right yeah no yeah for sure i definitely i mean and like um like ash said before like even if no one has ever heard of lasers and feelings you know it's it's definitely easy enough to jump in and just be like here's when you roll you know here's what you roll here's the numbers you look at let's go you know it's easy enough to pick up even without um having heard of or know of the the original game or let alone any tabletop RPGs in general. Um, there is a, uh, I believe, Gray, that you even posted this in our Discord. Plug for our Discord. <laughs> Go ahead and join it. Um, yeah, it's on our Twitter. Join there. <laughs> but the um, like video where someone's like, this is me every time I try to like learn the rules. Oh, yeah, that's what I, I posted that, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's all I feel like all the time. Anytime I try to read any rules book, I'm like, okay, brain, we can do this together. Right, absorb um, the words. Nope. <laughs> but this is super easy to sort of like, while you're reading it, go like, ah, okay, I can imagine in my mind palace what it would be like to play <laughs> this game and apply these rules. Um, How big is your mind palace? Are we talking like a McDonald's play place? <laughs> it is um, a sandcastle. <laughs> A small one and less stable than that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that was built like just a little bit too close to the ocean kind of thing. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Kind of like a the ocean being twenty twenty. Um, <laughs> yeah, my the mind... ocean is. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say the ocean is doom scrolling. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. The yeah. ocean is Twitter dot com. <laughs> I think my mind palace is a butterfly net. Uh, it just fucking <laughs> slides right through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. God. All right. Oof. Woo! This is a mental health podcast. This, um, yeah. The discussion episodes sometimes turn into that. <laughs> um, this is the feelings parts of lasers and feelings. <laughs> it's I believe I've said this about a few things so far, um, but it's very easy to pick up on. Um, so I think this is very, very beginner friendly. Um yeah. And I'm sure that just speaks to the strengths of lasers and feelings. Um, good bones can be adapted to many things, uh, including cyberpunk. Yeah. Neon and chrome. I mean, not to fanboy too much, but like lasers and feelings, the game that uh, Neon and Chrome is based off of was developed by John Harper, a very mm-hmm. prolific and storied developer in uh, Blades in the Dark is by John Harper. So, you, you know. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, listeners, it sounds like we have no choice but to stand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and as far as I know, as far as I know, he is a not He's a pretty cool dude. Very, oh, yes. very, very, very helpful in the space. Like very, like uh, he likes to uh, to build up like small independent creators on itch and on Twitter. So not only does he do good work, but I think he's just a genuinely kind of cool dude as well. John, don't fuck this up, man. <laughs> yeah, razor. <laughs> You're not edge. allowed to do anything. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh, <laughs> at least until the episode comes. <laughs> yeah, like after we air, fucking whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I also uh, think news is like, going to come out Sunday night. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, going back to like what we were saying, you know, in the now times, um, I think this is a good, um, socially distant game to play. You know, like we did it just fine over computer, um, and everything like that. Like that's totally great. But then I was also just thinking how fun it would be, um, to do it like okay, we're going to play this cyberpunk game, like dress up as your character and we're all going to be on video oh. chat. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, like man. I think that would be like a fun element to add to. Um, yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I hadn't thought about that, especially because <laughs> Halloween's coming Exactly. Mm-hmm. Full spooky season, and- just dress up and play a tabletop game over computer and socially distanced. You can do cyberpunk with anything around your house. That's what's great about cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, whatever. Yeah, just get a can of chrome out and uh chromium spray. <laughs> <laughs> whatever exactly. you got. Um Yeah, get every old piece of technology in your house and just like wrap it around your body That's, with tin foil. I, <laughs> and now I you're would, cyberpunk, congrats. I would die. Yeah. Just I would be yeah, crushed. just <laughs> just dig the walk, dig the Walkman out of the uh, attic and tape it to your belt. That Walkman's a belt buckle now. That's cyberpunk, baby. <laughs> That's an implant. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I put a Walkman in my stomach. Cyberpunk. <laughs> you can't, you can't convince me it's not. I mean, it would be very cyberpunk. It'd be very Johnny Mnemonic. Um, <laughs> and it, it'll be, oh yeah, for sure. It'll be miles better than anything CD Projekt Red does. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Shots fired. Yeah, it's going to be the one of many. I think I did. I think I did it in the play episode. Oh yeah, too. no, we we we. Uh, I'm still going <laughs> to probably buy that game, but uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> no, we 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 know, we know. Cyberpunk is a, and yeah, 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 yeah. Unless they want to like sponsor an episode or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is being a gamer in current year. Yeah, give us those Polish rupees. I cannot yep. remember what the the, the currency of Poland is. I think they're called Witcher India. dollars. I think they're called Witcher bucks. <laughs> oh yeah, are they are they just roaches? There you Do go. they just use the cards from Gwent? Oh, it's Gwent cards. They they're in a barter based economy in Gwent cards. <laughs> you hear that, CD Projekt Red? We're coming for you. We're coming for you. Yeah, we're we're just eating your lunch left and right. Bud. I'm still gonna give you sixty dollars next month, though. So. Drew, thanks for taking that bullet. For yeah, us, you so know I, I will. To... The characters to take their faces off or whatever. I don't know. All right, um, so. Getting back to this game, though, I will say that this is a great way to interact with ideas at the core of of the cyberpunk genre without having to, like, accept a lot of the baggage that comes from someone else's interpretation of it. That is a good Uh, point. We can talk about the world when we get there, but I feel like we did a pretty good job of setting up a world full of, like, different power uh, disparities, different problems, no solutions yet because solutions should be that easy to come by, but, like, plenty of meat to chew on if we were to, like, spin this out into a regular session, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of the world, that's the next round of questions. Um, <laughs> I have a big question up top that I didn't realize. Hey, does anyone own a map? Because we're playing in Chicago the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, we we set we kind of set that up. Did we explicitly we, say that during the episode? Never, because I looked at a topographical map and I'm like, that's a good place for a city to be. So I'm going to put it there and then just switch over to a regular map. Wow, there's a good city there, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sett- settlers had the same idea as you, Drew. You really tapped into the spirit of your forefathers there. <laughs> this island over here on the East Coast, Manhattan, huh? Well, looking at this, it looks like it's ours. All ours. <laughs> the word this should be a good place for our people to be, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just um, stick in them my- there. In my world, the word Chicago was banned after the third corporate war. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Fuck it. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's juicy details. Okay. Uh, let's talk about characters. How did you guys like your characters? I really liked my character. I would, though, like to just spend some time um, discussing Ash's character voice, which was my favorite thing ever. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was super good. It was the it highlight was. of the entire episode for me, I think. The entire time was Ash's character voice. I loved it so much. Um I I just got a flashback as Drew asked that question where I sort of just stared off into the middle distance like, what was my character? Oh, that was my character. <laughs> no, that that was good. I re- I re-listened to the episode today and the end when you're talking to Iliador, just some of the like Okay, but uh, what'd you just say? <laughs> like, I'm like, oh god damn, that was good. Did, did you decide that voice before we recorded? Um, no, it was a spur of the moment decision, and no, I was like, well, really? I guess I'm here. No, it was good. Was it really? Yeah, that's it cool. fits so perfectly. Yeah, like, oh, I, like as soon as you started talking, like I had a clear vision of Sage, and it was beautiful. Like it just uh-huh. perfectly, like mental image of her. There's that scene in um, Queen. 
She's in a the, queen. <laughs> in, in the Spider-Man, uh, Enter the Spider-Verse movie, where they go and they, they're in the, the, whatever, laboratory. And all the laboratory people, like, pull out guns. And that's just, like, that image is what I get from your character, Sage. Like, yes. <laughs> real cool, but boom, gun and EMP. And, like, still very analytical and corporate. Yeah, just because she wears a suit doesn't mean she won't get dirty. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's the tagline of the movie. Oh, and Sage Sage gets a spinoff? Yeah. The Sage Files? Is it going to be Sage colon out of time, but it's spelled like time? <laughs> and it's the How could Sage. you? How could yeah, you, yeah, Chase? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. All right. Um, please. So why don't you int- why don't you introduce like actually like Give us a rundown on Sage. Once you recover. <laughs> uh, wow, what what can I remember from my... What is just... there to say about Sage that hasn't been said? Yeah, um... yeah. She left it all on the court during the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I can think or laugh. I cannot do both. Um... The, the the rats in that mind palace quickly scurrying from each thing like a like a fucking like uh old like phone board operator pulling shit out and plugging it back into stuff like <laughs> I haven't had a break in twenty five years. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, that's that's what it's like in my brain. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sage. Once again, what what else can we say? Um, important to emphasize her hacker name is Leet Speak. There's a lot of that. The numbers. Yeah, like five four whatever. Six three. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, just a hacky lady in the corporate world doing corporate things, undercover kind of just trying to climb her way up some ladder you you never specified like where she actually worked right like she's corporate obviously and this world is just like a sort of like interlocking grid of businesses but we never like got specific word on who she's working for no yeah it's probably all one company it's probably amazon that owns everything (laughs) (laughs) just the different companies that amazon owns yeah uh, anyone else? Gray, you want to go? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, my character was Gimlet. Um, and they were just a precious, crunchy, nerdy person um, that I love with my whole heart. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I mentioned this in the character creation episode, but like, or um, the actual play episode during the character creation, excuse me. Um, that I just randomly rolled for my number because I, in the past with our games, like I've had like a general idea of who or what I wanted my character to be. And going into this one, I just had like absolutely nothing and was really struggling, Um, which is why I randomly rolled the number to decide between whether I was more neon or chrome. And like once I had that, it was just like so easy to just be like, well, okay, they're fueled by just 
instinct alone. They're very chaotic. Where can I go from here? Okay, let's make them a greasy, dirty technician who loves working on robots <laughs> and just likes to create problems wherever they go and cares just more about robots than people. Entrapta. The Entrapta energy. Exactly, is off the right. <laughs> that was really, that's really what I wanted to, to um, shine through. I was just really channeling Entrapta. My baby. I, I think her. you did a good job of like, yeah, really hitting that entrapta feeling of uh, being in being in their own world. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking back and like, it was such a good moment. I think anyway, when um we were the the big drone robot had gone over um and was like typing at the keyboard of the reception desk, and Gimmit was like, "I gotta see what this dude's all about." Mm-hmm. And I think it was um, Dez was like trying to be like no we have to leave and like having that argument I, I don't know I just thought was like a really fun moment to have just like I Gimlet needs to go see this robot and nothing will stop them I thought that was great like that was such a good like role playing moment yeah yeah you didn't you know you didn't you kept to your character you didn't betray what your character's interest would be in that scene which was like Really cool. And as a GM, first time, I was like, oh, shit, this is that good stuff that I, I try to do, but I don't know if I always <laughs> do it when I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it can be difficult to do whenever you're a GM is like expect your players to just embody their um, by their characters, especially the first time you play a game, because oftentimes the the uh the need and if you are like if you're not trying to perform this for an audience please feel free to like take time to fill out your character um but if you're someone who like i think we you know we we try to manage it for the for the sake of the show uh but i think we're getting better at it of just like understanding from the outset enough of our characters to fall into place Mm -hmm. and you just sort of decide the rest on the fly it's not exactly improv but it's kind of like just letting instincts take over and filling in the gaps without consciously deciding what to do. And I think at least for Gimlet that happened early and happened strong and stayed strong for the rest of the session. For sure. Thank you. (laughs) I just, I very much enjoyed this character as soon as I created them, like, uh, I just fell in love and I love it when that happens. So (laughs) it's a real treat. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I also love that they, uh, got us into a little bit of like trouble never like put us in a bad spot enough to like force hands but never made the situation easier (laughs) that's for sure and if it was it was by pure fluke happenstance yeah well like i said when i chose gimlet's name is because gimlet is a small tool (laughs) so (laughs) just had to had to cause problems had to get in there and and make a little trouble it's also a media network, which if they want to uh, host oh. the podcast oh, yeah, or looking hey. to get into <laughs> storytelling, uh, Gimlet, we will accept your money. Yeah. Hey. Um, hey, folks. I love there. Reply All. I will talk to those guys. Yeah. yeah. Hey, folks. Money us. Money, money us? Money us. Money. Money, money please. <laughs> money, please. <laughs> uh, Chase, uh, what about your character? What about Desmond? Yeah, I was actually super glad that uh, both Ash and Gray decided to be such like big characters uh, because I decided early on to roll Dez as a sort of like reserved person. I wanted them to be 
Well, I didn't want them to be the nanny of the group, but they kind of ended up in that capacity. But that's okay. Like, I wanted them to be a little bit more subdued and a little bit more background. Uh, I will say, because I end up like, most of the time I am hosting and running these games, you guys hear a lot of me on this podcast. And I kind of wanted to be a a character that didn't have as much center stage action this time. Because, like, I don't know, it's good to just, like, fall back and not have that be who you're who you're playing. And so Desmond Impel, Des, uh, street name Alloy, uh, ended up being that person. I also wanted to make someone who is of the community, not just from the community, but of them. So not only are they like a sort of like more like, like deep, like a population center, like big high rise apartment buildings kind of person where they like live and breathe like a part of the city that probably gets, really really ignored by the uh whoever the powers that be um but they have fallen into a role where they as a technician are part of a sort of community oriented groups to keep those houses running despite the negligence of those powers that be and so that's des like their work is not important it's not flashy but it's it's necessary it's essential it's what keeps people running day to day and so that's kind of how i ended up playing him as well uh is he was you know someone who gets the job done and maybe doesn't do it in a flashy way but you can really depend on him yeah that that definitely came across and i for one very much appreciated it (laughs) um because like you said like des was such a good foil for me and ash's characters like we needed Uh that and you're just good at this in general like from gming and stuff of just like kind of keeping us anchored (laughs) Which oh no, we, I just realized need. that I, I might have made a GM character. <laughs> just you a know, little like, bit. Just a little. Sometimes, sometimes you play a game and the GM smartly creates their own character whose purpose is manyfold. Uh, this is a little GM tip for y'all out there. If you're a GM and you need to, if you have a group that is inexperienced or rowdy, uh, you can create a GM character and they will essentially be a way to balance encounters when math is involved, but also be that character that says, Hey team, why don't we get back on track and get back to all this prep that your GN spent a lot of time doing. And I'm, and I'm kind of realizing that I might have like created Des from that impulse. It, Thank he you. was his own person, Thank you, you know, but a lot of what he did during the session was kind of be the person who, who reminded y'all Yep, we have a job to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just realizing that to a GM, um, the two most challenging things are probably inexperienced players and extremely experienced players. Oh. I would rather I would rather the first any day of the week. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. No, hands down, I'd rather take people who have no idea what they're doing but want to learn than people who think they know exactly what they're doing. Uh, I'm pretty sure, Chase, I get seven attacks on this roll. Uh, yeah i love to get rules lawyered at my own table let me tell you nothing nothing tops that feeling oh oh you have sex yeah have you been rules lawyered by someone seven years you're younger (laughs) i didn't think so oh my god all right (laughs) okay uh another question folks um (laughs) well i did also have one more thing about um about characters just because in thinking about it um like chase like you said we had des who was like like you said of the people and then um sage was very corporate and then like gimlet was in the middle Mm -hmm. which is great for like you know 
character and narration and everything like that. Like, I think I almost wish we could have explored that a little bit more. Um, but then also I was thinking of just like, we keep doing that. <laughs> we keep yeah. creating parties that are just like, there's something is very similar about all of them, like the beefcake squad or yeah, mm. it's almost like perfectly balanced. And like, I cannot stress enough how much we do not talk about our characters nope. before we play the game. <laughs> we we don't I, say I, anything. I love that we don't talk about our characters. There's going to be a time where we roll up, like pretty much did in Mutants of the Night, where we're all going to be the fighter, or it's going to be three wizard characters like rolling up. And I love that. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's oh, audio I, poison, yeah, I but I think it's fucking great. <laughs> it's a treat. For the listeners, and it's also a treat for us. What did my co-host do today? <laughs> what have we all done? What stresses have we put the GM under today? No, I mean, I think it should be a standing order that we do not talk to each other about our characters because I would love for the serendipity of that to happen again. Oh yeah, if for it, sure. If, it, if if the stars align or whatever, yeah. I think I think for mutants in the night, the only thing we talked about was our class. Maybe I'm not even sure if we did. Yes. No, we did a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but we talked yeah. nothing else. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking actually of class, do you feel like this is kind of a critique on me? But I, I, you know, first time out, I, I want to hear this. Do you feel like there was enough for your specific class to work with in our story? I mean, for for Gimlet, for sure. Um, mm-hmm you handed them so many robots. <laughs> so that was great. <laughs> um, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I definitely think that at least for me, I, I did feel like there was a lot that, um, that Gimlet had the, the opportunity to do that. They knew that they were good at, um, which was very helpful from, a character standpoint for sure but then i think also push the narrative along nicely i can't exactly remember i was trying to remember if like for our dice rolls because you can get like plus one d6 for experience or whatever then i couldn't exactly remember like how many of those i got you know so i can't yeah. say like a quantifiable number oh, no. in that way but um but yeah no i, I feel like all like of those was... beautiful robots that <laughs> you gave me were perfect so <laughs> That was something I was really worried about being like, you know, if you guys ran through the thing, it was like, yeah, I mean, I shot some people, but I didn't get to do what I'm specifically good at. And I'm like, oh, man. (laughs) But yeah, I can't even remember if I used my flamethrower gun. I don't think I did. I don't think you did, because mostly you just ran up against. I mean, almost entirely ran up against drones. And so I don't know what if the flamethrower gun would be too powerful against metal, but. I mean, you could have killed Howard, I guess, but we could talk about couldas in a bit. Uh, <laughs> I would have felt so bad if I killed Howard. <laughs> Me, Gray, would have. Gimlet probably wouldn't have. I would That's have. True. <laughs> um. Yeah, I for sure felt like I got to do enough um, hack-wise. Uh, something I personally have a difficult time with with role-playing games is um like feeling like i'm not trying to figure out if i'm like overstepping my bounds like if i'm doing too much or i'm like taking up too much of the time or the actions um 
and all that stuff. So there are definitely times where like there's something that might be like perfectly made for my character, but my brain's like, well, don't get too into it. Don't like, I don't know. Yeah. Like sit down sweaty. Like, yeah. Take a step back and let the other people do it. Yeah. So that all just to say, like, you could do an absolutely, like, stellar, perfect job as a DM and, like, perfectly give all the opportunities. Um, unfortunately, brains are the way they are. Uh- <laughs> Ashley posted up, kicks through a wall and says, who's ready to second guess themselves? <laughs> <laughs> Please, does this have to be an Ashley roast <laughs> by Chase? <laughs> I'm doing it, it, it myself. It is, I'm like setting you up and you're just spiking Yeah, it. I know. Like, this is just what we do. And I, it is all roasted lovingly. <laughs> of course. It's roasted with care. <laughs> Gently roasted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I felt like I got plenty. Um, any, like, opportunities that you may have set up where you were like, okay, well, that would have been a good hack opportunity. Why didn't she do it? It's because I'm like, uh, I don't mm. know. No, nah, you you pretty much did all of them. I would even had you did. There was stuff that you guys did that. What we'll get into it, like, but uh, <laughs> it'll probably be the next thing we talk about. But go ahead, Chase. Uh, I guess I kind of want to say that I feel like out of the three of us, I felt like I didn't get to lean on my role as a technician as much as the others led leaned on their role. But we were also really kind of maybe not in the environment where I would excel. And maybe that's also because I was like more the facilitator of the group as well, which is, you know, kind of in the mindset of a technician, you are trying to, you have a machine and you're trying to keep that machine fulfilling its task. Right. And if something breaks, a part needs to be replaced or something needs to be like rerouted in order to like work. That's what you do. And so even if I didn't technically like uh, do anything, I was still a technician of the party as far as interpersonal re- relations go, you know? So nice. a GM yeah. then. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. No, but that, that's good. Like, I almost feel like since the, the, the roles that maybe the technician would take weren't exactly available, like, from the, the, you know, the front, you kind of slotted yourself in as the leader of the group because because of that and it really worked out and i i mean as the show wise it gave everyone a nice equal like chances to like do something you know what i mean yeah so i think it yeah and i I will say like this i think this is an interesting thing about lasers and feelings as a a core system that neon and chrome definitely brings forward is that your your class which is called a role in the parlance of the game really just kind of functions as just another attribute of your character like it it doesn't really determine much else other than like narratively what you do for a living which can be big if you wanted to make it big but depending on how you play it might just be flavor because you're getting involved in stuff that your role does, your it doesn't really factor in and you're more leaning on your equipment or your style or your connections in the world you know i think that's a really cool thing is that like you don't have to be defined by the work that you do day to day or you know, if we're if you if you're coming from a space like D anD D, you do not have to be defined by the role that you pick at the beginning. It, it's it's not as restrictive as that. All right, um, now let's talk about uh, well, let's talk about the story. So, y'all just just completely 
through me from like the beginning. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my question for you, Drew. Is just oh my god, how, how bad did we fuck up your shit? <laughs> okay, so let's talk about it. So, all right, first of all, I fucked up because Null was not like. Remember, he was like, "Oh, he's head of security, and he's giving you this job." None of that shit was in my notes. Uh, uh-uh, uh, Null was supposed to be a street level runner. But when I started talking, I couldn't, like, come up with a good enough voice. So I did what I do in a lot of episodes and just fall back into that gravel voice. And I'm like, okay, uh, where am I going with this character? I'm like, oh, well, it's kind of grizzled. You know what? He should be head of security. That would make perfect sense. None of that shit was written like that. No. Uh, <laughs> so from there, my assumption was like, oh, Null dropped a couple hints that, you know, people have been breaking in. Some of the gangs. Maybe y'all should go talk to the gangs about how to get in the building. So that was where they were supposed to come in. Uh, <laughs> you could talk to either the Dawn Patrol, and they would have you say you would have to help them with uh, a problem with the murder clowns, or you could go talk to the murder clowns and help them with a problem with the Dawn Patrol. Right? And everyone except the Iron Engine, because uh, they were going to be the villains towards the end of the story. <laughs> that shit's just gone. All right. <laughs> You just walked her to the building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just go there? <laughs> right? And then, um, like, there were, in my head, I made all these other NPCs. We're like, oh, this is this is uh, going to be one of Desmond's contacts, like, who's another wire cutter. Maybe they can help them uh, secure. I was even thinking you guys would secure one of the flying cars that I had and just, like, pop to the top of the building and go downwards from the roof. That shit never happened. Um, <laughs> or you could have gone to one of the cyberware stores that are on every corner. I mentioned that and get some uh, more tech and like scale the side of the building. That shit never happened. You know why? Because you're human beings in this game who walk through the fucking front door like human beings do. <laughs> um, I love this. Also, yeah, you <laughs> keep going, please. I was going to say, like, now you are having the on-air therapy session that basically every first-time GM does whenever they finish their first session. They're like, wait, you did what? Well, hold hold on. You're like flipping through your notes like, I didn't prepare for this shit. Because why wouldn't you just walk it? Why wouldn't you just walk What would I? (laughs) Yeah, man, it's it's Occam's Razor. You're right. We're people. We're just going to, like, take the path of least resistance. And then I'm like, oh, I should put some... I was like, oh, I'll stop them by putting drone out, drones outside. And then I'm like, no, nah, the drones are already on high alert. Why would they... If they were outside, they'd be shooting people. And I'm like, fuck! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, welcome! Walk on in! Hey, check out the algae pool! Because I need to describe something so I can get a second to get back on track. Ooh, there was an <laughs> algae outside. <laughs> Isn't that neat? That's good it, That's good instincts. You give them something to focus on. Yeah. Players love shiny things. Yeah. I um, will say, Drew, like... I could not tell at all that we threw you. Like, I, yeah. Everything sounded I so planned. Uh, that, that's what you want, too. Dude, uh-huh. you guys were There not, was uh, no point. Completely. I and, didn't have a single point. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. You No, you should talk. Just like, I'll tell you more in a bit. Go. Just literally just agreeing with Gray. There was no point where I was like, ah. I can tell we really fooled old Drew today. Mm, I can see the um, I can see the seams in this embroidery. <laughs> so tisk tisk shoddy work. So, no, it just felt uh, like a whole like world. Yeah. System story. Absolutely, that you made. yeah. 
Okay. It's Drew's world and we're just living in it. <laughs> it worked out, I will say, but like let's talk about it a little bit farther. You weren't supposed to hate Iliador. Like <laughs> Like um like okay, so I had Howard planned to be down there cuz I just liked Howard and you were going to have to take the elevator through the the R&D thing where you guys could have discovered extra R&D, even extra weaponry that's like next generation, all sort of fancy shit. Hey, maybe there's a war drone suit up there that one of you could have put on. What the hell? What? Fuck that no. shit. Yeah. No, fuck that <laughs> shit. You know why? Because Drew put a golden elevator in the back of the room for no reason except in his head. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. Eliodor has his own elevator. And you... Fucking took the fucking golden <laughs> elevator. Yeah, of course we did, Drew. It's a golden elevator, but dog. But I stopped you once with the fucking Warmack, and you guys just rolled that shit. Uh, uh, Chase rolls mirror shades. Of course he's going to open the fucking elevator. Drew, you I gave mean, us a shortcut. I did. <laughs> and you know, also, yeah. Drew, it's video game logic. If there are enemies, you're going in the right direction. Yeah. That is why. <laughs> those, those fucking drones came down the elevator the other ones i was like oh cool they'll they'll clear oh, these out and they'll yeah. get into this one since the other mm -hmm. one's locked and then gimlet's like i'm not done with this uh this war mech yet or war drone and i'm like i guess we'll do some more drones and then I'm, they're <laughs> like okay they got the elevator open they're not gonna leave the war drone down here just to take the golden elevator and you're like Bye, see you at the top. And I'm like, all right, all right, they're going to the top. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> and then I was just spitballing. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's like, it's like, oh, gold in there. And there's like a comet on the back. Like, oh, it's so fancy. Oh, it's red carpet. Isn't that funny? And I didn't realize it, that I was not like in any slow way, like just bullet training you to hate this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh,. Like, okay, so you go to the top, and when you got in the elevator, everything we did was almost completely off the cuff. Like, the the Damn. Dawn Patrol member that, that went up there and wrecked shop before you got in not was not a part of the game originally. The, um, the only thing I had was that Iliador would be at the... Uh, spoilers, huge spoilers. Iliador <laughs> would be at the top dead. But uh, the thing with his AI phantom and all that, that shit was not supposed to happen. <gasps> what? Yeah. So what you were supposed to do is go up there and he would have his little, like, war drone there. That you, Okay, this is what's going to happen. You were going to go up there and right when you got to the top, you realized that uh, the iron engine guys were coming up the elevator. And you, would, you were going to have to fight them in his lobby or his, like, little algae filled pool room right but that just is like it would in my head it's like that's just not what's going on they're they're getting ready to fight the freaking uh dawn patrol ripper at the top and then like that didn't happen and also like i mean this isn't talked about at all but i don't know if we're ever going back dawn patrol ripper didn't kill iliador even in the system that we did play like Iliad, I'm just gonna go out because we're probably not gonna return it. Iliador was in the middle of repairing his like fancy ivory mech when the Dawn Patrol like kicked in the door, and the mech switched to war mode with Iliador's like half of his body inside of it working on it, and so uh, it killed him. And then the war mech threw 
the uh, Ripper out the window. And that Ripper's probably still alive. Um, so that's that. And all the stuff about, hey, can you get me to my new body? None of that shit was supposed to be in the game. Oh my god. <laughs> you were sp- so how do you so you, how do you feel that you spitballed all that? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy it turned out good. I had to change Iliador like the minute you got up there. Like I was like, he's supposed to be like a philanthropist. He is a nice guy in my head. And like when you're like, what about the fucking elevator? And like, you know, that's just something I have to do to you know, be like really the bullshit you hear real people say. Like that's just the thing I do, but that's not who I am. That bullshit. And like even then, I knew I'm like I'm not. I, I've already lost them with the gold elevator, and that's fine. We're gonna keep going because it. I like what's happening. You know, I liked yeah. this the way it turned out. Because originally you were gonna have to fight the Iron Engine guys. You and during the fight, you were gonna knock one of them into the into his office, which you weren't supposed to go into because there's a a wardrobe in there. But then you're gonna see him dead in there. You're gonna dispatch the Iron Engine guys, and then technician wise, I for shot thought for sure. Between Alloy and Gimlet, you guys were going to uh, pick apart the Iron Engine people for their like, buzz saws and shit and add more weaponry to you. But, and then after that, my whole idea was you're going to, because like, we brought, I talked about the Black Bomb like the whole time, and that shit just didn't really come into play. Originally, you were supposed to take the Black Bomb with the War Drone, um, the Ivory War Drone with Iliador's like, phantom in it who was not supposed to get a new body it was just like hey i will guide you to where you need to go because we can't have this thing go off and then he was going to shut down he was just like an ai he wasn't like a phantom i guess he was just an ai and you guys were going to go meet a group of hackers and have to defend the hackers while they disabled the bomb against uh, onslaught of the the mil- military uh, the perakova mil- whatever it is the military corpo guys like that's what was going to happen that's the 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 three NPCs that I drew out that are the hacker team. That's who you're going to encounter. And, like, none of that shit happened. <laughs> I, I will go on record by saying that all sounds cool. I still love what we ended up doing. Yeah. Oh, same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, either that, way, it would have been fantastic. You know, like, I think my, everything's the fantastic. Original is, yeah, I think my original would be way too fucking convoluted and would have taken four hours. And so... I'm really actually happy with what how it turned out. Like I, at first, I was like, "Damn, they fucking hate Iliador," and then I'm like, "Why shouldn't they hate Iliador?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I you gave, gave us a very punchable face. I yeah. gave him, I gave him a fucking pool full of algae. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, he's he's basically Jeff Bezos, but like turned up to fourteen. Like, and then like if you guys. I wasn't even sure where to end it at that point. I'm glad that we did end it where it was. But if you jumped out that window after him, because I know you were thinking about it. <laughs> honestly, yep. in my oh, head, yeah. I'm like, fuck. I straight up asked. I know. I you did. Oh, right, I, I yeah. was like, you I wanna... was like, how What's the, what's the length? I mean, if hmm. you were, I'm like, I honestly, I was honest. It was 20 feet. If you wanted to make that leap, there's no way in fucking hell you would have made it. But you know what? No would have been right there with a flying car waiting for you. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> been like, hell yeah, dude! What the fuck happened? He would have flipped out, and then probably would have figured out that that uh that Phantom of Iliador's is absolutely not how Iliador acts, and yeah, that that whatever was was trying to happen between making him a new body, that AI got corrupted completely, and that's why he goes 
like turns into a different person when he's in his um in the war mech or war drone flying out there in his little uh drone throne god that's good um <laughs> but yeah. i mean that just would have been a, a good metaphor it's like what happens whenever you uh what does it mean to like take someone like that someone with so much power and then like strip away the excuse of humanity. How do they act? And then yeah. we can get into like, what exactly is humanity? Is it a limiter? Is it something that liberates us? What is it? Yeah. And I think that's juicy cyberpunk shit. Oh right yeah. He, sure. he would have become like in my head. If we kept going, he becomes like a freaking, I don't even know how to describe it. Like an overlord of the area using his drones to, to stomp out any form of crime. And like it, he just enslaves the area unless you can stop him. And luckily, you know, no would have taken you to the hackers and that's where you would have went from there. I mean, that's just a good, that's a good session hook right there. Yeah. Giving us a, that's, that's a villain for a whole like storyline. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know, like I, sh- you should pat yourself on the back Drew, for like off the cuffing that entire stuff. Yeah. Like, that's oh, fantastic. Good job. <laughs> Dude, I was sweating. Thank you. I appreciate it. But I was sweating. Uh, and then I don't know if you could tell my sweet uh, Quentin Tarantino impression when he became uh, when he became uh-huh. in the drone. Yeah, <laughs> you, uh, uh, it was good. Uh, uh, little people. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you leaned into the camp, and it was it's juicy. Like you, that was your moment to chew the scenery, and you went to town. You grabbed a fork and a napkin yep. and said, "Seconds, please." I'm like, "Oh, Illidor is a villain. Got it. I know what to do. <laughs> Done." <laughs> and he has an army of uh, flying mechs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, so, sorry, I know we're going a little long. I just have probably one more, like, question. Well, yeah, just one real one. How did I do as a GM for my first time? Is there anything I need to improve on? Any criticisms? Let me, let me answer your question with another question. Next time, Drew, how much prep are you going to (laughs) do? Like, like none, man. I'm going to write down some names. And then I'm definitely. It is okay. It is totally okay to say the same amount because you'll hope that next time will be different. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do the same amount of prep. I'm going to go to Pick Crew and I'm going to draw my NPCs because that is very helpful for me. Honestly, yeah. Oh, that was so Drew, cool. That is inspired. Yeah. Like, quick aside, I'm always like, man, I wish I could make my own art of a yeah. character because i hate right? having to find something but i'm such a visual person and you're like oh let me just use my big juicy brain to do this <laughs> thing and use the tools at my disposal I'm if you like, want to see so those smart. pit crews um join yeah. our discord because drew posted them all there and they're wonderful and just made me so mad that we did not meet all of those beautiful npcs because you had oh, so yeah. many of them and we met like three yeah i know <laughs> You guys could have gone to any of those stores, but I didn't even tell you they were there. Good job, GM. Uh, oh, the murder clown's names. Uh, the leader is Pagliacci. And uh, the other yes. guy with, yes, with the yeah. uh, with the big hair. His name was Pogo Agogo. And, um, yeah. Also good. There you go. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. It was the first one. Did you say Pagliacci or did you say Pagliacci? Like it's like a, like a Jersey version of Pagliacci. Uh, Pagliacci. Yeah, like this is my cousin Pauliachi. <laughs> he went into the doctor last week, and, they, and he said, "But Doc, I'm Pauliachi." Yep, Pauliachi. <laughs> Great job, Chase. Thanks. Your accent yeah, that was perfect. Impeccable. You can play Pauliachi <laughs> next time. Don't worry. <laughs> Keep that okay, yeah, I'll, I'll guest voice. Um, um, yeah, but yes, Drew, you're 
you're sorry, I almost said DMing. Um incorrect. Not until they give us money. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No uh dungeons here except for the dungeons of the mind. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. The Dawn Patrol probably call their hangout the dungeon. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um, they they they, they're they're basically like like military LARPers, aren't they? Uh they're Batman. They think they're Batman. Right, yeah. That's right. Uh, who is All a military them, LARPer? Yeah. Each Batman. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I had a great time. I loved hearing all the world building that you did. Um I just really, really like the name Crescent City. Mm. I just yeah. really like the name. It just evokes something in me where I'm like, this feels good to hear. Mm-hmm. I like Thank alliteration. <laughs> um Yeah, no, you drew you did a fantastic the stuff is cool. Job. Oh, thank you guys. Okay, you did all right. Thank you. <laughs> all right, Chase. <laughs> no, I, I listen. Too too much sugar spoils the meal. All right. <laughs> I thank you for keeping me on on my keep me grounded, Chase. <laughs> also, I don't. I'm just. I want to make sure he gives me the host chair back when we're done with this. <laughs> he might put rules down and roots and not let is, me back in. Rules and rules is canceled, and now we are just neon and chrome, a neon and chrome podcast. <laughs> This is my new podcast, Druids and Drolls. <laughs> it's just me telling you witty anecdotes and good jokes. I'm Drew. <laughs> you completely came off mic for that, so I hope it sounds good. Oh, hello. <sighs> um, no, truly, well and truly, Drew, I had a wonderful time. I'm, hello? I am genuinely impressed oh, that you're no. able to... Uh, Oh, I got disconnected. That much, um, and I'm also very happy that your first session running a game um, was absolutely obliterated almost immediately out of the gate, <laughs> and and that we have proof on 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 microphone that you were the one who first sent it off the rails. You oh, were the, you you were the penny on the tracks that derailed the train. Oh, completely. And the rest of us, everything else we did is just collateral by technicality. So you know what. Not our fault. No. You know what? I see this as a beautiful disaster that fucking uh-huh. went way better than I I personally probably could have done if we followed my thing to the book. Like Train jumped the tracks, landed on a different set of tracks, yeah. had a cooler ride. Better tracks. <laughs> better tracks. <laughs> oh. So yeah. Uh. That's that's really all the questions I have. If there's anything you guys want to know, like now you can ask uh, real quick. I just want to thank O Dog Forever. Uh, they are the author of Neon and Chrome, and we've uh, gone almost the whole episode without mentioning that. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> thank you, O Dog. Yeah, it's O like the letter O Dog number four ever. You can find them on Twitter and on Itch. They have uh, one or two other hacks as well, mm-hmm. uh, but that's where you can find their games. Yeah, I think my biggest um, question for you, Drew, um, is. It, it seems like it, but I mean, I just want to get your opinion is, do you think like Nan and Chrome specifically, obviously, but even like Lasers and Feelings or just like another one page RPG is like good for a first time GM? Oh, yeah. Like, do you feel like it gave you like enough to work with? I mean, it seems like it did just from like your original story and then what happened anyway. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm just curious as like to your feelings um, using this for your, your first time GMing. 
I would say this was fantastic for a first time GMing. Rules light, I think, open ended storyline is really the way to go for this. Um, I looked, like I said in the episode, I looked at, I've been looking at this other system. It uses, I believe, it's the OSR rules, which are just, just like I've never played any OSR games. Um, so that was just like looking at that system. And this lore, 400 page lore book I was looking at, and then going to this was just such a relief. And I was like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. this is something I can just sink my teeth into. So, yeah, I would say this is a really, this, I would say lasers and feelings. Uh, and if you, if you're not such a Star Trek or even like a space person, I would say neon and chrome. And even if, and if you love Carly Ray Jepsen, they got you covered too. And we're probably going to play that someday. <laughs> Uh, that's a good point, Gray. I never thought about it that way of using these one page RPGs as like a way to get your feet wet GMing a game because you don't have an entire book that you have to read full of rules and like, you know, make yourself because I guess with big systems like that, there's the there's the impulse to act as a referee and to know a game inside and out so you can always have the answer for your players because if you're new, it can feel very uncomfortable and almost wrong to be like, uh, I don't know, let's just sort of house rules it or I, I, I don't know, let's look it up because, yeah, there's an impulse to like be the best and know everything. And this one page RPG by necessity takes away that impulse. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was very helpful to do something easy or do something rules light, I will say. Um. Yeah. Any other questions? No, there's a lot about this game we could talk about. Yeah. Um, you should just go experience it for yourself. It's it's really cool. Oh, one other thing. And I didn't know this at the time. But I looked. <laughs> and I should have known it. I looked up uh, what the definition, what Iliador Archimandrite means. Um, like what the name means. And mm-hmm. uh, Iliador means gift from the sun god. <laughs> And uh, Archimandrite nice. means uh, chief of the sheepfold. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, Archimandrite's also a, a religious um, a station un- like under bishop in the, Ro- in the Russian Orthodox Church. So, you know, gift from the sun god, chief, chief among the f- sheep people, pretty much. Yeah, that's perfect for him. Actually, yeah, I think that tells you everything you need to know about Iliador. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Your subconscious, like totally, just really, yeah, yeah, did you really a favor there? It, yeah. uh-huh. it really did. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think I'm good. Yeah, I had fun. I had a lot of fun playing this. Um, oh, thank. I yeah. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I do this all the time. Please go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I liked this hack a lot um i like like the world you built it'd be fun if we could revisit it um but if we don't get a chance to i at least want to play more lasers and feelings Mm -hmm. original i don't know that much about star trek and how star trek heavy it is um or any other versions of lasers and feelings because i think this system is really really fun to play in Mm -hmm. um I just want to say real quick, because I forgot to mention it this time. Hey, thank you all. Uh, you three were like the, like, I couldn't have asked for a more receptive, like, players for when my first time playing, uh, GMing. Like, you guys could have shot holes through the whole thing, and thank you for helping me 
get this game across. Instead of us doing it, you just immediately shot one big hole in the beginning. Fuck yeah, I did. You just walked through. Hell yeah. Drew, Drew said Eric Andre meme. Who would do this? Why would you do Why this? Would you do- <laughs> Why would my players derail my game? <laughs> Fine. Hey, how do you get to Illidor's Tower? Probably your feet, right? I thought of everything but that. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, no, I w- I would never do that to you. That would be a, a class betrayal to <laughs> to ruin your game. <laughs> well, next time you GM again, uh, Chase, I'm going for the throat. I'd be like, no, that's fine. <laughs> Listen, I've got I've got the experience to fend off vultures like you. Bring your worst, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, I I did my first round of GMing, at least on uh, in. in in every way, but on this show, and I, I can't wait to see who GMs next. Hmm. Huh. Will we see someone in the hot seat in the future? Hmm. hmm. I hope so. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Drew has opened the door for us, and I need everyone to envision Ash and me just like quickly closing it. <laughs> no, 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 no! I broke it right off the hinges. Come on, Ash. <laughs> yeah, they're diving behind pieces of furniture comically. <laughs> we'll see. Someone slipping out the window. Um. <laughs> No, I mean, if you want to see them GM or if you want to see us return to any of these games, I did want to say we could do that. It's true. It might be a Patreon tier Maybe. if we ever get that started up. And so if you would be interested in giving us money <gasps> for us to do more with this show, because we do it for free right now. We don't have any sponsors or ads or anything no. like that. It's sort of a labor of love. You could make that happen. Yeah. Also, uh, I. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, for the love of God. Keep doing this. For the love of God, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have attempted uh, DMing one time. Um, Your group sucked. <gasps> they made it bad. Uh, I just, for many reasons, I just was deeply embarrassed and was like, I'm never doing that again. Um, so... Yeah, it would have to be a sponsored episode. <laughs> <laughs> Pay me to go through that torture again. Ugh. And, uh, uh, you know, we talk about it all, all the time, but you should really join the Discord. And there you could talk to all of us and some of our, you know, cool people that are on there whose names I'm now going to give a shout out to. We didn't talk about this at all, but I've been meaning to do it. <laughs> you know, people like Cam and uh, people like Britt. Uh, you know, made a game for us. Uh, <laughs> we played people like Zilch. Come on, people like uh, excellent, excellent pet photos. Yes, oh yes, Zilch. Zilch thank I, you so I know much. Zilch in real life, and those pets are cool. Um, it's like you know, people like Nickel Godzilla, who I think, uh, I think, uh, one of us knows. Nikki, yeah, yeah. Nikki's good people. Yeah. So yeah, join the Discord and I'll say your name and I'll be forever indebted to you on a deeply spiritual level. <laughs> we will give you tiny hits of that paros- parasocial goodness. Oh, I'm your best friend. All of you. <laughs> Drew busting through the nice social barriers. Yeah, none of that. Me and you, we're tight. I'll be over at your tight. house tonight. <laughs> What's for dinner? <laughs> Invite me to your wedding. I'm your best man. <laughs> You, yeah, you think that this game was fun off the dome? Wait till you hear a speech. <laughs> I'll everyone have everyone laughing. I'll, crying. I'll make I'll make up lies on the spot that you like saved me 
from an alligator or something. Don't don't tempt me with a good time, Drew. Yeah, Damn. Right. You ain't got a best man? I'll be your best man. Best That's, <laughs> Drew a, that's another Patreon tier. Yeah. <laughs> Drew's the best oh man God. at your wedding. Whether you want him oh. to be or not. Yeah, I'm coming. Oh, if you pay oh. me enough, you can't stop me. <laughs> it's like how um you can send like your wedding invites or whatever to Mickey and Minnie uh, and shit like that. Oh, and, like celebrities and IPs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they'll like send you something back uh, that's like, oh, sorry, we can't make it to your wedding. We're fictional characters. Ha ha ha. It'll be like that, but Drew shows up. Yeah, Drew's there. I'm there. Yeah, Drew, <laughs> Drew comes out of like an old beat up Volkswagen with like 20 Keystone and says like, who's ready to party? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Any Anywhere you go. Anywhere on the earth. If you give me enough money, I will go to a destination <laughs> wedding. <laughs> We're talking pretty high tiers, though. <sighs> All right. Well, with with with, with that uh, invoked, uh, we're going to... We'll, Manifesting. We'll... I'm yeah. sorry, y'all. I'm in my garage, and it's probably 98 degrees in here for this entire recording. So, uh, getting a little wild. <laughs> So he's out there sweating like Daddy Warbucks, wiping his face with a napkin the whole time. Pretty much, dude. You fucking Rush Limbaugh yelling about (laughs) Oh, this gold mic is expensive, but it was worth it! (laughs) What they never tell you about GMing is, uh... (laughs) It's hard work, and the the liberals will never never admit that. Yeah. Just like that. That's what I'm. You know what? I'm gonna turn this one off and start my my other podcast, The Hour of Sweaty Truth with Drew Davenport. <laughs> the truth's uncomfortable, and so am I. There you go. Damn, it's hot in here. Drew's Drew's okay. hot box garage of truth. All right, we gotta go. Wow. Let Drew get. I was about into to say air conditioning. Halloween is the spooky season, and then the spookiest thing is how Drew's acting yeah. in this garage right now. <laughs> Super um, drenched. Sorry, folks. All right. So that has been Rules and Rolls. Thanks for uh, joining us. We had a, a special kind of energy in this episode. <laughs> um, again, if you like that energy, if you want to desperately tell us to please do anything but this ever again, <laughs> uh, you can contact contact us uh, via email, uh, rulesandrollspod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at rulesrollspod. Give us a follow. Um, find us on iTunes, uh, Spotify. Uh, we also host on Anchor. So any of those places uh, is where you can listen to us. Anywhere that you can give us a rating, give us that five-star rating because the algorithm is bullshit and we would love to get seen. Yeah, throw up some it's hard. Re- it's har- throw up some reviews. Yeah. We have a review on iTunes. Uh, thank you, Cartoon Otter, for the great review. Damn, Drew's got all the names this time. He had notes ready. Um, yeah, so more reviews and more uh, stuff gets us uh, up there on the charts, gets us noticed by people who might like us, but it's just hard to find content out there. Uh, Apple does not do a good curating for indie people. Yeah. Uh So anyway, until next time, uh, for Drew, for Gray, and for Ash, I'm Chase. And stop on by this little train wreck the next time you need a little bit of (laughs) R&R.